Good evening on India Decides at 9 o'clock. Many, many questions after the main accused in the horrific gang rape and murder of a young girl in December was found hanging in his cell in Tihar jail at 5.45 a.m. this morning. Initially thought to be suicide, soon facts emerged which raised many questions. There were three other inmates in his cell and a guard right outside on 24-hour duty. Yet none of them noticed anything. The young girl's family reacted, saying that Ram Singh dying on his own terms was unfair. They wanted a judicial sentence. Ram Singh's family, however, now emerged with a different theory. His father claimed that he had been raped earlier inside Tihar jail. And his father said he wants a CBI inquiry into what he said was murder. The trial today of the four men left in the case, including Ram Singh's brother, continued in a Delhi fast-track court. The judge has asked for a report into the death of Ram Singh, but the four accused have now said they would rather be shot than stay in Tihar jail. The larger question tonight, does the unexplained death of a man described as the most brutal and the mastermind in the Delhi gang rape diminish our prison and judicial system? Ram Singh, the mastermind of the brutal Delhi gang rape of the 23-year-old medical student, discovered hanging in his prison cell by a constable this morning in India's maximum security jail. But was it suicide or was he murdered? While officials were extremely tight-lipped with on-camera information about this alleged suicide, sources within the Tihar jail have told us that Ram Singh's body was first discovered by some officials or cops from the Tamil Nadu police who were doing their mounting rounds in jail number three, where Ram Singh shared a cell with three other inmates. Officials say that these three other inmates were asleep when this body was actually discovered. Sources have also indicated to us that Ram Singh used the mat on which he used to sleep on and his shirt to actually prepare a rope that he used for the hanging. But many unanswered questions remain on the exact sequence of events. Ram Singh was kept in jail number three, a tiny cell just 12 feet long and wide. He shared the cell with three other prisoners. How did he commit suicide without waking up his cellmates? Sources say there was a threat to Ram Singh from other prisoners and so he was under constant watch. So how did the Delhi rape accused kill himself in a high security cell without anyone's knowledge? He was 5 feet 7 inches tall. How did he manage to attach the rope to the grill of a ceiling that was at least 8 to 10 feet high? Tihar jail officials claim Ram Singh used a plastic bucket to reach the grill. Magistrate will come out with all the facts of the uh, incident. Ram Singh as after Ram Singh was found dead, the four other men accused of the student's gang rape and murder said at court, shoot us, but don't send us back to Tihar. Delhi Chief Minister Sheila Dixit, to whom the Tihar Chief reports, met Union Home Minister Sushil Kumar Shinde. While both admitted it was a big security failure, there was no clear answer from either of them. It is a major lapse, must be major lapse. We cannot come to the conclusion at these stages. Tihar sent a fax to the court today informing them about the death, but the court has asked for a formal report from jail authorities on Tuesday, also seeking details 
of the security arrangements that had been in place for all the gang rape accused. Lots of unanswered questions still surrounding this mysterious death, but at the moment, all fingers are pointing towards the hard jail authorities who failed to provide sufficient security for an accused who was facing threats inside the jail. Bureau Report, NDTV. Well, joining me tonight on this debate, and you can, of course, also join this debate via our second screen app, but joining me tonight, I have with me uh, the lawyer for two of the accused, Mr. A.P. Singh. I also have with me in studio, Mr. Nirmala Sitaraman of the BJP. Also joining me, Nilanjana Roy, author and literary critic. Mr. A.P. Singh, I'll begin with you. You said today that your other clients, two of the other accused, the only four left now, yes. said they would rather be shot than go back to Tihar jail. Yes, yes. Yet the judge has sent them back. So he doesn't believe them and he hasn't given credence to that plea. The Honorable Court was very surprised after this incident. Because in the, at the time of trial, when accused are appearing before the court, because this hearing is going on day-to-day -day hearing, so honorable judges and court staff and as a defense counsel always see to each and every accused daily on daily basis. Mm -hmm. This thing, so they are fully satisfied with the court proceeding. They are fully satisfied with the court system. They want justice, and they listen. There is no any matter of commit suicide. They were happy with the court proceeding. Yes. But happy with the court proceedings when you say today we hear the father of Ram Singh saying that he was tortured, that yes, he yes, had yes, been yes, raped uh, in Tihar jail. Yes, Why yes. has this never come uh, up in the no, court? It is, it is correct. It is correct. I also moved number of application at the time of uh, filing of charge sheet. When charge sheet filed before the London Metropolitan Magistrate, Madam Namrata Agrawal, at that time I, on behalf of the accused, um, moved application before the MM in this regard, that they are just like a Zinda Lars in the Tihar jail. I say, this word especially said, there is Zinda Lars in the Tihar jail. At the time, court, after taking uh, uh, my application on record, and then forwarded to the jail authority. But then report came, but no fruitful purpose of sir before the landed metropolitan magistrate. After then, committal of this case before the session judge. No, but the court hasn't asked for the, the hasn't asked for the trial uh, for them to be moved out of this jail. It's India's most maximum high security prison. Yes. The fact is, we know that in prisons around the country, rapists are often treated very badly by the inmates. Did you expect something like this to happen? Do you agree with Ram Singh's father that this was murder? No, no, no. this is this is murder. Accused are in other inmates. Accused are some accu inmates of the other co-accused are maybe wrong, but all most of the another co-accused are cooperate to each other in the Tehar. Other inmates are cooperate to each other, and at every stance in the Tehar jail or any jail, at only jail or district Tehar jail, no doubt it. Tehar jail is the largest and very good jail in the Asia, no doubt it. But uh, this fact is also could not be denied that he was murdered in the jail in the high risk security. A person accused who is a peer with the warrant with the high risk security, written high risk security on his warrant, then what the problem to arrange CCTV camera in his cell? Let me get uh, Nirmala Sitaraman in on this and Renuka Chaudhary also. Renuka Chaudhary, let me first go across to you as a Congress representative. Many have made the point that the death of this man, even though uh, people felt that uh, he's facing the judicial process, many people have asked that him and the other accused, if found guilty, should be hanged. Others say that the way this has happened diminishes our legal, our judicial, our prison system completely. This happened on a Congress government's watch. Do you accept responsibility for the system that is currently prevailing in Tihar jail? Uh, Sonia, it's 
7.5% people kill themselves, uh, pre-trail detainees who are kept there. Uh, this is an international phenomena that happens. Um, we must find out why this happened and how this happened. There's no denying that, that we should get to the bottom of it. There is a magistrate who's examining all the facts and we must look at it. There are lots of unanswered questions. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of pre-trial uh, detainees tend to do this to themselves because they're afraid of the outcome. They feel that they do not, uh, cannot be integrated back into the society. And Ram Singh himself has a, has a history of irrational behavior. No, but Nirmala Sitaraman, you want to come in because uh, the question, uh, you go ahead. Um, let's first agree I that in I this conclude? country, we have across, uh, wherever you see, we've had records of custodial death. Mm -hmm. But in this particular case, two facts accentuate this cruelty, and that is, uh, one, it is Tihar Jail, and two, the accused is related to a recently uh, conducted, you know, gruel atta uh, uh, gruesome attack mm -hmm. and high profile because of the publicity it acquired, understandably. Mm -hmm. But we understand that such cases, in such situations, people are kept under very intense watch, both ele electronic surveillance and also human surveillance. And if, as per their advocate, you hear that the person has been following the court proceedings every day, and also in spite of the physical, whatever, alleged torture that they're talking about, has been communicating with this advocate. How could this happen all in a sudden? And uh, this really has watered down the entire movement's you know, expectations that this will be an exemplary case through which the criminal justice system of this country mm -hmm. would you know, uh, tighten its belt and from now at least give us hope that nothing would go wrong, particularly in cases related to women. And uh, this particular case has been extraordinarily covered all mm -hmm. over the world. How could we afford to have this incident happen? I think Tihar jail authorities and the Home Ministry has a lot to answer for. In fact, I think the larger question for many is how will this actually impact the trial? Nilanjana Roy, come in here on the questions being raised, not so much of a legal nature, but perhaps questions more of a human nature. You've seen uh, some people uh, celebrating this death in a way, uh, people making the point that, look, this is natural justice. He would have been hanged anyway. How would you place that in the context of the recent protests and outrage we saw at what happened with that young girl? And how would you place these reactions then as natural according to that? Or do you think we need to not celebrate this death? I'm very glad you asked this particular question because there's a larger question of human rights behind this death. Yes. The Arjun is actually, it doesn't have a, as high a rate of custodial deaths as some other prisons in the country. I mean, from the very little that I know about prisons uh, and the way they function, Tamil Nadu, Haryana and Uttar Pradesh have far worse rates. So this death, first we have to put it into perspective, it's getting as much attention as it is because this is a high profile case. Mm -hmm. In terms of celebrating this death, I don't really see that we have very much to celebrate. Uh, one of the hardest things for us to accept in a democracy and that we at the same time do need to uh, accept is that even the worst criminals, even people who have committed horrific crimes, mm -hmm. do have human rights. And we send them to prison not to lock them up and spread them out of way, out of sight, out of mind, but in the hope that some kind of justice eventually will be delivered by the judicial system. You know, not by a lynch mob, not even by a family, no matter how anguished that family might be. There's a reason why we go through the courts and why 
we don't actually bring out criminals for mob justice. So I'm a little um, dismayed to see the number of people who've said, oh, well, he would have died anyway because that verdict had not yet been delivered and we should really have waited for the courts to see what they did. Uh, the other thing is that given that this was a high-profile case, given the fact that the hard jail is known uh, to be a jail where prisoners can expect to be treated equally and fairly, mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of questions have been raised about how this happened. This was a prisoner who was supposed to be under constant surveillance. Yes. So either you have to accept that their systems completely failed out here, or that this happened despite the surveillance of the jail authorities, you know, with a certain kind of complicity. And the answers to either, in either case, I don't really know what the truth is, but both scenarios are extremely worrying if you're looking at it from the perspective of the human rights of prisoners. Mr. Tutsi, if you can come in on one point, in a, in a way, what's been exposed uh, with this is also the lack of faith in inquiries. We've seen many people reacting, saying, well, you know, there's such a lack of faith in the current system. This, in this case, is a fast-track court, but in so many other rape cases, we'll see it may languish for years. If this is some kind of speedy justice, what's wrong with it? Again, this point, when we see a magistral inquiry announced by the Home Minister, by the Chief Minister, there's a lack of faith that true answers will actually emerge. Is that the failure to believe the system what is worrying about this? It's very worrying because it leads to anarchy. After all, the post-mortem is going to be able to determine the time of death. And from that time of death will, will itself answer a number of questions. Post-mortems are video recorded by virtue of the directive of the National Human Rights Commission. After post-mortem, whether the neck has got elongated, whether the hoid bone is fractured, not fractured, what was the distance between the ceiling or the fan from wherever he hanged himself up to the floor, a lot of questions are going to be answered which are going to be unblemished, mm -hmm. undisputable. Mm -hmm. Now, we, have, we need to wait for those answers rather than jump to the conclusion and due to our fertile imagination, try and imagine as to what may have happened, what may not have happened. It's very risky. We can be wide off the mark and media definitely needs to be more circumspect and rely only on reliable material mm -hmm. and uh, leave out the conjectures there are me there are certain uh, section yes. of the media today also indulging in very high degree of conjecture but in the f sense that the media is almost functioning today as quasi-judicial self-designed quasi-judicial in deciding which way it should go or not is that because often not we only quasi-judicial i think <laughs> even more than judicial because they seem to have inflicted the punishment Part of the reason is that a bit extreme. How would you blame the media for what happened? Yes, uh, it could be. I'm not. I can't blame. But I'm saying the possibility can't be ruled out that the person thought that he had completely been demonized to an extent that life is not worth living, and demonized not once, one day, not once, not twice, but day after day, maybe for months together, and he, he his uh, relations were coming to meet him. And they may have already informed him that they are getting ostracized by the society to the same measure. You know, there are countries in which there is a rule that you must not disclose the identity of the suspect 
until the uh, trial is over he is entitled to a presumption of innocence right, and media the, just completely no, disregards the constitution. No, but let, let me get Nirmala Sitharaman on that point too. Well, you may blame the media for that. The mm. argument here would be that trials can take 20 years. So in that yeah. sense, uh, does the person actually get away? You have seen many cases of high profile uh, people. But media wants to decide in 20 hours. No, agreed, but including politicians relatives who get away with it because no. they have the influence. No, you, need, today, you need today the media the for debate, that. Today the debate, I feel, it is important. I am not saying uh, it should not happen. It is important that we discuss the larger issues that uh, KTS Tulsi is trying to highlight. Mm -hmm. But I think what we have to focus on today, it is a custodial Total death. death yes. And on the custodial death, what actually are the conditions in which such custodial deaths happen? And in this particular high-profile case, in a high-security prison such as Tihar, how did it happen? Now, whether we speculate or not, and whether it is right to speculate or not, is a very critical part of the debate, which you can have some other time. But today the question is, how could it happen in Tihar? On this, and I want to ask one question minute, to Sita Ramanji. Just a minute, sir. Uh, hey, whilst the larger issues are very, very important for the, uh, the larger issues are very important for the interest of improving our criminal justice system, Today we have to focus on this particular case, which is the heat of the uh, you know protest which happened yeah. around India Gate has not even died down, and this should have been an exemplary case from the point of view of you know uh, under trial criminal being kept in the prison and in the prison what kind of facilities or what kind of you know uh, surveillance pre uh, prevail and how far this would have taken us through the fast track court in giving an exemplary image of India which can try criminals of such nature. I'm, I'm not passing a verdict on the person who's accused, but the fact remains the process would have been an exemplary process such that it would have brought in hope for women. But today I find those are the questions on which we failed ourselves again. In fact, but uh, I would ask uh, Mr. Tulsi also that when in the case of Kassab, which we often held up as uh, being a textbook case and uh, showing India and showcasing its commitment to justice, that even then, and in fact, many opposition parties had questioned that why so much money was spent, so much security was uh, to keep Kassab alive when eventually he was going to be hanged. Renika Chaudhary, when all, the government is questioned on issues like what actually happened, why is it that we could keep Kassab alive and safe and what happened here, as we said, in Asia's most high security prison? First of all, I don't think the two are comparative and because they're totally different issues and the reasons uh, behind them and what happened with these individuals. I think it's totally out of context in this case. Now, the other issue is that uh, I would like to uh, restrain from saying too much because there is a magistrate who's looking into these matters and like Mr. Tulsi has rightly said, any amount of speculation that we do irrespective of how righteous we are in, within our this thing to discuss the case will prejudice will prejudice and so I would rather wait a little get a few more facts on the table and then we discuss it and what often looks like a very open and shut case isn't so we need to look at it yes there has been a lapse it appears and we have to find out what happened and until then, I wouldn't want to comment on uh, all said and done. Tihar is one of our um, uh, show, uh, you know, uh, windows of. Uh, no, but uh, let, uh, me in, in, uh, let me get in. Let me get in the lawyer for the accused in this. When we talk about demonizing an accused, the fact is now this isn't a police charge sheet, which is in a sense a public document. Ram Singh was said to be the main accused. The police documented that he was the man driving the bus that yes. night. They said that he was actually out for a ride 
to pick up women he actually the testimony said that he actually tried to run her over to kill her and the, her friend actually saved that's her that's only an away. acquisition this is an acquisition of police charge it's so when that's, you say that's not the but when he's still say, entitled to presumption of innocence of course but when you say yes, demonized yes, yes, with yes, facts will. like this isn't it natural in a sense for people to feel a sense of anger against him that is a fact no doubt in charge sheet what charge sheet is saying that is separate issue what the witness deposed before the court what the cross chief yes. examination done by on behalf of the public prosecutor what the cross examination done on behalf of the defense counsel what the statement of accused done by the on behalf of a statement what is the argument done by that on behalf of defense counsel as per prosecution but the separate issue but today this is the important point to pertain here that in custody day, custodial death is what the defense today at the in the hand of government and why custodial death in this this like this sensational matter if government always says this case is a very sensational matter high and the accused of this case are kept in the high risk security no but so after this which other jail would you suggest that your uh, the lower clients you represent should be moved to because as yes, you said tihar is india's most high security prison where would they get better treatment according to you may no doubt in it but in this case it is the first jail in the asia in this case as per this circumstances as per this incident it's a very clear thing that if the, the jail central jail tehar is the best jail of the, uh, asia no doubt in it. but what done in this case it means it is a not suicide it's mm -hmm. not matter of commit suicide it is a murder with a pre planned bay yeah. with a pre planned bay what evidence do you say it's murder That's no no sure. i can I have number of evidence uh, at the time of when I moved application before the session judge in this regard that accused are brutally harassed physically, mentally. Then what provision and what action taken by the jail authority? What action taken by the Delhi government? What action taken by the public prosecutor? Must be taken action. Something must be taken action. in this case nilanjana nilanjana roy uh, to bring you in again hmm. on the on the aspect of what it says in a sense of the protests also and we talk about mob justice the mm -hmm. protests and the many placards we saw at india gate included those saying hang the rapists now there was a sense that Absolutely. there needs to be we want to see quick justice done now as uh, some uh, people had referred to there at that time should we hang them at india gate to satisfy what the crowds are asking hmm. for when you look at it now with some benefit perhaps of time does that contribute in a way to what we see when people say look why are we mourning ram singh let's look at the girl issue and that's what the girl's family who says that we feel this actually denied us the judicial process and we wanted to see him hang publicly when we're looking at the question of emotional closure you've got to you know you've got to differentiate your instincts between your intellect right because instinctively i think anybody who is either participates witnesses a crime like that or feels strongly about it everybody who is moved by what that girl went through instinctively atavistically you might want somebody to die to hang uh you might want to say that you see you would like to see them suffer right the other part a uh, question that you have to ask yourself at that point is is this justice does this actually serve the cause of justice if you're looking for emotional closure for example so many of the people who came out at india kit they were they were divided into two camps mm -hmm. one set of people wanted um, justice in terms of a lynch mob they wanted immediate hangings they wanted to see something done now and that was the only way in which they could express their horror at the situation but um, if you calm those people down and said are you willing to actually bypass the law are you willing to 
do this in all kinds of cases, not just this one, should every rapist who inflicts damage on his victim be hung? Mm -hmm. uh, then people tend to step back a little bit and say, okay, we have to think this through. In this case, I would say that if you're saying that there's immediate emotional closure out here, perhaps instinctively it comes up, oh, there, here's this man who did this terrible thing, and either he hanged himself or something terrible happened to him in jail, and we are glad, because we are glad because he's dead. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an instinctive response. I'm not saying that it's a particularly mature response. If you think about it, anybody who wanted justice would want him to go through, through the trial uh, and the court uh, process, and they would want to hear what the judiciary had to say about this. Let's look at Mulat Sitaraman at the more difficult question. Again, the case of the juvenile. We've hmm. seen many people say, look, so action has to be taken against him as well. He must be treated as an adult. And changing the entire law to say that we must redefine the question of how old a juvenile must be. So far, the government said no, but who knows as public pressure goes whether that stand will stay or not. Do you think even political parties need to be more responsible on what they ask? In fact, a socialist Faraj in Parliament uh, that first day had made the point when the girl was still alive that they should be hanged anyway. Justice Varma's uh, committee actually said no death sentence, but the government then actually amended that. Uh, we are bringing in a lot of issues, uh, Sonia, and all of them are very important for us to discuss. The points that Nilanjana is rightly raising are larger issues of how we as a nation are addressing issues of moments at moments of crisis, and I think it's very important for us to debate that. But that's some other time. That's one thing. Second, as regards at the spur of the moment when all of us are talking about the gru uh, gruesome nature of the whole incident and as per existing law, mm -hmm. where in the rarest of rare cases, it is uh, decided by the court that if they thought it was an extraordinary case, they could go to the extent of giving capital punishment as per the prevailing law. That is, uh, you know, that's the prevailing law and therefore you go by it. That's the second. But the third is the recommendation of Verma Committee, on which actually the parliament is yet to debate. And when we debate it, I think all the parties are just definitely going to apply their mind because the nation has been shaken no, but the as regards. Sushma Swaraj said in Parliament that even when this girl was alive as well, she had said, hang these men. Absolutely. And that is where I brought this uh, point of the courts with the existing law in rarest of rare cases, giving capital punishment. So Sushma Swaraj, as leader of opposition, stating that mm -hmm. is perfectly consistent with the law of the land as it prevails today. But what as per the committee's recommendation, Verma committee's uh, recommendations, and uh, after discussion in the parliament, all of us are going to come up with is a different story altogether in the, right of human, uh, in the light of human rights argument and so on. I don't want to uh, you know, second-guess it now. But the fact remains, I go back to this dry, not-so-glamorous point as to what went wrong in our criminal justice system, within which comes this whole thing of protecting an under trial when he is in custody. Why did we fail in this case, especially in this case, where there is so much attention and expectation of the people of India that whatever is corroded our system will be corrected and will be corrected in such a fashion that we can have hope that something is improving. Why in this case, particularly in this case, we have failed ourselves? And on that ground, I think Tihar officials and the Home Ministry have to come out and say they went wrong. Well, I, th I think the Home Minister said it's clear grave lapse took place, but he said the magistral inquiry will find more details on that. But uh, Mr. Tulsi, let me ask you, and this question is coming in uh, via second screen as well. Will the death of the prime accused prove to be a setback for the trial? I don't think so. It will have no bearing on the trial because the accused is not a witness. An accused, in fact, can't be compelled to answer any question at any stage by anybody, including the judge. 
So if he has made statements to the police earlier, those are inadmissible. Those were inadmissible when he was alive. They'll continue to be inadmissible when he is no more. The statements that he has made to the magistrate were admissible when he was alive and will continue to be admissible even when he is no more. So with regard to the guilt or innocence, determination of the process of guilt or innocence of the other accused, his not being there is not going to make any difference. Though, though for instance, in his statement before the magistrate, he apparently implicated some of the other accused, including the clients of Mr. Singh. Now, Those statements are inadmissible. Those are made to the police in custody. No, also before the magistrate. He apparently also made we, statements for a magistrate. Are those statements no, no, now valid today? No, no, no. What is just a confession statement of the public. police? No, 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 no. There is only a statement of only 161 on behalf of the accused. Mm -hmm. And this is the disclosure statement of the accused. All, all that disclosure statement as taken by record on behalf of the IU. Those of the are case. inadmissible. Mm -hmm. There is a statement yes. made in custody, custody to the police hit by Section 25. Yes, yes. All so statement given by the accused your, before the police custody is not... How will it impact your clients, his death? No, there is an impact on behalf of this death. I think so, not so impact on behalf of my client. Mm -hmm. But it is important is to pertain here that the, all accused, all another accused are now terrified. All accused are now terrified. They did not believe with the system of Teharjil. They did not believe with the judge. Judge says that I will try to call report. I will. I am calling report from the Harjil. They said, "What the purpose of report? What the purpose of report? Then, if, then I will murdered by just like Ramsey. After then, what purpose will you call report from the in this matter?" Renuka Chod. Very, very feeling. Very, very feeling. But very, very, they are all accused today in the court are very terrified. Renuka Chaudhary coming as this does after the controversy. You said don't compare Kasab to this, but I have to compare another man, Abzal Guru, who also was hanged in Tihar jail. That, of course, uh, by the state. Again, controversy there were how it was dealt with. Uh, jail authorities claiming they sent a letter by speed post and not actually reaching. Then we see this other major lapse again on the Tihar jail authorities' watch. Who's accountable? Government is accountable. It no, no, everybody loves to point fingers at the government. Of course, the government has to remain accountable to set things right and to ensure that there is a uniform sense, uh, sense of functioning of the justice system. Uh, having said that, we also have to take into consideration um, several issues which um, tend to blind us when we are addressing these issues. While there are people who talk about the human rights of prisoners, there is a nation that asks about the human rights of people who are killed by such people. And what happens to their human rights? How come no one questions that? Then what happens to the victims who die who are not given a chance to ask for or live by or be set free of? Is, so there, there are always many points of view. The fact of the matter is, till the magisterial report comes out, I would hesitate to uh, wander into this uh, stream and say things um, either way, either way, because yes, something has happened. We have to take cognizance of that. We have to set the, a water a tight system so that uh, lapses like this don't occur. But we also have to get to the bottom of this to find out what has has Renuka Chaudhary hinted at what the popular view is that we focus too much on human rights of uh, prisoners in a case as when they're accused in a case as horrible as this we don't look at the human rights of the victim that's right i think our, our judicial system in the 20th century onwards 
almost in all countries has focused has overemphasized the rights of the accused vis-a-vis -vis the rights of the victims and the society and when this was a question of validity of uh, terrorist activities prevention act was being considered by the constitution bench even at that time in kartar singh's case the five judges bench of the supreme court said that the rights of victims are as important and the courts must be able to balance between the rights of the victims as well as the accused i just want to say one thing mm -hmm. all persons who commit suicides are extremely secretive and they are secretive to the extent that all that they if at all they write down they leave a suicide note but they don't divulge their plans to anybody even mothers sisters brothers living in the same house are completely in the dark many a times when this incident take place mm -hmm. and to us to attribute the prior knowledge of this to the jail authorities is a bit too much right let's just look actually at who was ram singh what exactly was this man all about he actually came bizarrely uh, about a year before this happened on kiran bedi's television show asking for compensation from his employer let's just look at more about the man who is now the focus of debate tonight the first settlers on this patch of land came in the 80s construction workers from states like bihar rajasthan uttar pradesh and madhya pradesh not far from a government officer's colony and it is the same promise of work that brought ram singh the main accused in the gang rape case from rajasthan He lived in this cramped room with his brother Mukesh who was also on the bus. His wife had died 3 years ago after kidney failure. Singh it appears had a troubled past. He was employed for the last 2 years with Yadav Travels, a company that supplies buses to schools. In 2009 he was involved in an accident when his bus hit a lamp post. His arm was severely injured and an iron rod had to be inserted into it. Locals say that Singh who was anyway violence prone became even more abusive. After he developed an inferiority complex. So Ram Singh, your driver was. Yes. And he was saying that your bus was running. Was it right? Yes, it was running. By a bizarre coincidence, footage surfaced of Ram Singh making an appearance on a show hosted by Kiran Bedi called "Aapki Kachhari," where he is seen asking for compensation for that very accident. कोई भी कमर्शियल कंपनी में काम करता है कंपनी के अंदर मर जाता है हाथ पैर टूट जाता है तो कंपनी का देने का इसमें पूरा पूरा हक होता है इन द सेम शो हिज एम्प्लॉय टॉक्स अबाउट राम सिंह ट्रबलिंग बिहेवियर वो रफ एंड नेग्लिजेंट ड्राइविंग का हैबिचुअल है और शराब पी रखी थी उन्होंने रात को ही पी रखी थी खूब दबा गए पता नहीं वो पूरी रात घुमाते रहे या सुबह ही जब लेके गए जब वो गाड़ी पलट गई Even though Singh had no past criminal record of his four brothers there is a police record against one Suresh in a chain snatching case hame bhi pata tha kuch ke bigde hain ji lekin hum darte the apne aap mein ke delhi police ke aap to patkar ho aapko to sab pata hai ke delhi police aisi hai ke hamare haath paanch tod dete aur fir kehte chalo dono palti chal hame is baat ka itna tak pata nahi tha ki itne tak gire hue hain nahi ta hum is basti se chahe kisi ki madad leke inko nikal so a self imposed death sentence or murder that verdict still out let's with an inquiry but final words tonight from my guest nilanjana roy a final words from you i'd say that i don't think the government can escape responsibility as easily as it would like to mm -hmm. uh, by hinting that uh, there's some kind of competition between the rights of the victim and the rights of the accused you don't get to choose human rights apply equally to all prisoners in your jails and i think it's a matter of grave concern 
that a prisoner on your watch would commit suicide. You can't ignore that simply by saying he was a bad man, so he deserved to die. The other point that I'd like to make is that it's always going to be um, tempting in cases as emotionally charged as this to take the emotional response and say, let's apply the death penalty, let's apply this, let's apply that. Instant justice, right? But that's one of the reasons why we have a judiciary and a functioning judiciary, because the assumption is that everybody is entitled to due process under the law. Mm -hmm. um, in this case, for example, the Delhi government uh, lapses in the, the transport system allowed that bus to travel around various check posts. And uh, in a sense, that contributed to the fact that this woman was raped as devastatingly badly as she was. There's another lapse that's happened today, and I think we would be very careless not to investigate it. You know, just to say justice has been served when it hasn't. You know, a man died in prison, we don't quite know how. And it would be irresponsible to speculate as much as we have so far. Yes. Uh, and I think it is the government's business to look at the prison system and say, well, what went wrong here? Right. What systems failure allowed this to happen? Exactly, because as uh, Tihar Jail said as well, that two suicides also happened last year. It didn't attract this much media attention, but the fact mm -hmm. is suicides are happening in this prison, considered to be India's best. Many larger questions, but thank you all my guests for joining me tonight. Uh, A.P. Singh, Renuka Chaudhary, uh, K.T. Stulsi, Nirmala Sita Raman, and Nilanjana Roy. Ironically, as we debate this huge lapse, major lapses in two other high-profile cases. One, bizarrely, where a rape accused managed to get onto a chopper used by the Jammu and Kashmir chief minister. He smuggled himself on, saying that he was an accident victim. He was actually flown and given 5,000 rupees compensation. And in Kerala, the other bizarre story, this of Raghav Rajan, alias Bitti Mohanty. Well, today, a Rajasthan police official identified him, but there's still no clinching proof, because guess what? The Rajasthan police have actually misplaced the fingerprint samples and uh, the blood samples they had taken of Bitti Mohanty at the time when he was arrested. So, as you can say, two cases, many, many more lapses. Joining me for more on that is uh, Zafar and uh, Sneha, one from uh, Kanur in Kerala and uh, Srinagar. Zafar, first, this bizarre embarrassment for the Jammu and Kashmir state government. Absolutely, uh, Sonia. What a bizarre incident in the sense that this, manage, uh, uh, this man managed to go to the hospital, mix up with the, uh, with the injured uh, accident, uh, accident people, and then he uh, went on uh, onto the chopper of the CM all the way from Rajori to Jammu. He was also given 5,000 rupees compensation, and he dropped down from the uh, ambulance and never entered into the uh, government medical college hospital. It was only after many, many hours that police got to know about it, and they uh, have finally arrested him but clearly a big lapse the police are saying that uh, they are not involved anyway it's the doctors who uh, who said that he's actually critically injured though he was looking physically fine uh, but then clearly a big lapse on the part of uh, not just police and the doctors but as well as the local administration who were instrumental in getting these injured people from Rajori to Jammu. Sonia. Uh, th Thanks so much, uh, Zafar. Sneha, over to you, because again, the case of Bitti Mohanty, who's changed his stand in court and said that he is Raghav Rajan. Now, you're actually with someone who knew him as Raghav Rajan. We still, of course, the case still not decided because there's no physical evidence yet to prove that he is Bitti Mohanty. Tell, tell us more. In fact, yesterday when uh, he was in the court, he was produced in the court, uh, the Kerala police wanted his police custody. 
he was extremely attentive, he was calm, he was listening to every minute thing, reacting, asking police and his advocates a question. In fact, his advocate, uh, when we heard a conversation between him and his advocate, we heard the advocate addressing him as um, uh, Raghav Rajan. Mm -hmm. And today when the Rajasthan police came uh, to Kerala, the police officer who had actually um, caught him in 2006 and had arrested him in the rape case, he identified uh, Raghav Rajan as Bitti Mohanty, but Bitti Mohanty, um, Urf uh, Raghav Rajan, categorically declined to recognize this police official who claims to have arrested him in Rajasthan in 2006. Joining me right now is a batchmate of uh, Bitti Mohanty, or as they would know them, know him as uh, Raghav Rajan. Uh, joining me right now is Sharad. They studied MBA together in, um, in the university here and uh, Sharad, if you could tell us how was Raghav Rajan in college? Raghav was a guy who was down to earth he was very humble in fact he was over humble to many of us whenever a Swamiji or someone who is a special guest comes to the college he used to fall over their feet like anything and he was um, from the beginning itself we guys knew that he was a fraud but we... why did you tell us about you were telling us something about how when uh, Sai Baba passed away yeah, yeah. He did not visit him. That was your first round of suspicion. Yeah, uh, he told us that he was from Puttapati and he's a very firm, uh, warm believer of Sai Baba. When Sai passed away, he was here only. He didn't go to Andhra Pradesh to, you know, see and to put the final... What about when you would ask him about his family, his friends, how was his attitude? He was like, he was skipping, like... He never gave us the face when we asked about his parents, his family, his background. He was like, you know, Sharad, we'll catch up later. And did the college give him favors? Yeah, it was like that because when we guys took leaves, it was like we would be summoned to the college principal's room and we'll get fired. But this guy had taken 14 days off at stretch. Nobody had, right. you know. So there were these special privileges which were apparently given to Bitti Mohanty. Yes. There were people who were suspicious, but nobody really thought he would be involved in something so uh, something so controversial. Meanwhile, the Kerala police, there are people who are uh, different teams which have gone to different states, such as Rajasthan, Orissa, and right. Andhra Pradesh, to investigate further details about Raghav Rajan or Bitti Mohanty. Right. Uh, Sneha Zafar, thanks so much for joining me for, uh, tonight. Let's just look at our other top stories this evening. Worrying election results for the BJP in Karnataka with just two months to go for the assembly elections. The BJP loses ground to the Congress in urban local body elections. B.S. Edurapa's party puts up a poor show but manages to play spoiler for the BJP. Vijinder Singh is being questioned by the Punjab police after both the man arrested as an alleged drug dealer and a friend said that he was involved in taking drugs. Vijinder Singh has maintained his innocence. This came after a 130 crore drug haul of heroin at an NRI's house in Punjab. The Supreme Court reacts strongly to the beating of young women by Punjab policemen, saying that they don't accept the inquiry ordered by the state. They ask if this woman was a terrorist the way she was beaten. The court also asks about the accountability of citizens. Why were people standing around and watching? What were they doing? Well, the other story this evening, uh, Chief Minister Akhilesh Yadav facing criticism after the murder of a deputy SP today tried to
perhaps do some image rebuilding, this by distributing free laptops. Interesting, of course, at one time his father, Mulayam Singh Yadav, had said that he was against computers. But clearly that's changed. These computers have both Mulayam Singh Yadav and Akhilesh Yadav on their covers. And a huge crowd there, 10,000 students getting free laptops worth 19 lakh rupees. Anand Zanane joins us with some of those young students. Thank you, Sonia. It's raining laptops and tablets in Uttar Pradesh and it makes me want to go back to school all over again. But I guess that's not possible in this lifetime. But I have with me some lucky students who were the first recipients of these laptops today. I'll start with you, Azad. Is this a good product? Has Akhilesh Yadav done a good job by giving you these tablets? Yes, of course. We haven't faced any problem operating this product mm -hmm. so far. And is it a complete package for you or is there something else that you need as well? Well, you may say that I'm being a little greedy, but I think he could have given us a free internet connection like a dongle or something so that, you know, we could, we could use internet with it because a laptop isn't of much use without internet. So, well, if Akhilesh Yadav is hearing, Azad is saying that he wants an internet connection as well because it's really of no use to him if there is no internet connectivity. Uh, I'll come to you, uh, Rishabh. Do you think that Akhilesh Yadav, by putting his picture, his father's picture on this, on the desktop, trying to send a political message, trying to reach out to you as an electorate and hoping that you would vote for him in 2014 and even later on when he seeks re-election? I think he, he is surely having a political message to it, mm -hmm. but there is no problem I see with this message mm -hmm. because doing something good and then asking for vote is right rather than posting posters uh, everywhere around, buying some gangs of people, they're going in a jeep, car, saying vote karo, vote karo. Mm -hmm. they said that's a nuisance. I think giving laptops is very good. It gives motivation to all 12 plus students and they can work hard to get more opportunities. A very good way of asking votes. If it is a way of asking for votes then. Well, uh, he believes that this is an extremely good strategy of Akhilesh Yadav to fetch votes. But uh, I'll come to you, uh, Devansh. If this laptop crashes before an election and if you were perhaps thinking of voting for Akhilesh Yadav, would you change your mind? See, I think it doesn't depend on the laptop. Because uh, if, you, if you believe that by giving a laptop you assure that I'm going to give you a vote, then you're wrong. Because uh, the thing which depends is the rest of the work which you do for the, all the people around. Uh, yeah, it would, it would obviously influence me to give him vote because it's better to give a laptop than just giving uh, money to the unemployed people by unemployed uh, this bhatta and all. Because it motivate, motivates the unemployed people to sit at home and do nothing and get the money. So it's good. So the sense that we get from these students is that this is a better product it's good political strategy to drive home the point and whether this will fetch Akhilesh Yadav votes, that is something that will be tested in 2014. It's right, back Anna. to you in the studio, Sonia. Thanks so much. Well, uh, better money spent there, as those uh, young students said, than spending money on rallies. Thanks so much, Anand.